Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu nusalli ala rasulihil kareem amma ba'd. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. And we are looking at Surat Humada. And the floor is yours. Thank you. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The commentator begins discussing Surat Al-Humaza as a surah that warns against the punishments of three severe sins. The first one is backbiting. Um, And so most commentators agree that the word hams actually comes from humaza, meaning to backbite. And the second punishment is slander. Um, And the word lams comes from lamaza, meaning to slander a person. And so Islamic teaching warns against these two sins. And for one perspective, from one perspective, backbiting is seen as worse than slander because the person being discussed is not present. And so they cannot defend themselves. Whereas another perspective sees slander as backbiting, uh, as worse than backbiting because when insulting or degrading someone to their face, Um, it can possibly be more harmful and hurtful to the person and could affect them in a way that if they weren't present, they wouldn't necessarily be that um, affected or hurt. hurt. And there was a hadith that was mentioned that stated the worst servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those who speak, speak ill of someone, creating hostility between friends and finding fault with innocent people. And so the third severe sin that's addressed in the Suda is actually in reference to greed of wealth in this world. Uh, So having wealth is not prohibited. However, um, the commentator mentions how these ayahs address greed uh, here as referring to the love and devotion of wealth um, that a person doesn't actually fulfill their like obligations or they forget about their religious obligations. And so um, as I was reading that commentary, it kind of refer, uh, reminded me of the common saying in societies like worship the creator, not the creation. Um, and so I think that's kind of where this commentator was going to. And so the characteristic of the hellfire is also mentioned um, towards the end of the surah. Um, and it partly reads, it's Allah's kindled fire that will peep into the heart. Um, And so this fire um, that's mentioned here, um, which is the hellfire, doesn't instantly kill a person, but rather it will reach the heart while the person is still alive. And so the individual will experience the torture of the burning of the hellfire while being alive, which I think is is different than what we think in this worldly realm. So um, it serves as like a reminder of the punishment of the hellfire. Okay, very good. And so uh, try to link all three of these things together. So we understand uh, how, how slander or backbiting and, and then you know, deriding would be related to each other. How would those connect to hoarding wealth? Um. Just thinking, I mean, I 
I feel like obviously this is not a one size fits all, but trends tend to like just reflecting on like societal examples, those who hoard wealth tend to be the ones that are most susceptible to being ones who backbite and or slander. I mean, that I think that would be sort of the connection we'd make. And, and, and I'm not saying that I have an answer for this. This is something I reflect on quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe it's giving us a hint uh, about the psychology. So you focus on the psychology of the hoarder. Maybe there's something in the psychology of the slanderer that, okay, why is someone hoarding? It's almost like they feel uh, protection from wealth. And the slander, the backbiter, is turning your attention away from them to someone else. Mm-hmm. And it could be that all three of these are, are, are wrong methods of self-preservation. You know, that uh, uh, if, I, if I say something nasty uh, uh, about someone, then... Uh, explicitly, I'm attacking them, but implicitly, I'm applying. I'm implying I'm not as bad like they are, uh, and thus, I'm diverting your attention away from me, and I'm, in theory, in the wrong way, elevating your perception of me. Well, when you look at the action, what's actually taking place is. If you see me slandering, that should lower your impression of me. And then likewise with the wealth, wealth cannot protect you from death. Wealth can limitedly protect you from illness. And in today's world, just like my example, or just like my experience last week in terms of yet another example of identity theft, you know, who knows how much your wealth is, is, is uh, protected anyway. Yeah. So, so time to time reflect on when you see like a list like that, you know, what underlying thing are we also being taught about human nature? Cool. Any questions or thoughts? Um, so would you say, I mean, I, I think that was a very interesting point you brought up that like all of the three um, like sins that are mentioned or like the wrong methods of self-preservation. Do you think that all meth- like all incorrect methods of like self-preservation can sort of fall under these three, one of these three categories? That's a good question to also to reflect upon. Uh, I, uh, I don't have an answer right now because I'm trying to think of other methods of self-preservation. Uh, and uh, they might originate in these. Yeah. You know. Because I feel like a huge kind of component of like incorrect self-preservation comes with like spending your either your time or your money and or energy on something you shouldn't. Um, so like whether that be in like today's society, like people who like would abuse drugs to kind of cope with what they're experiencing. It's like rather than spending their money on something useful, they'd rather spend it on drugs. And so they're hoarding their wealth there. Does that, does that yeah. make sense? It works, and you also have me thinking that uh, the first two are basically uh, things that people do with their tongue, and the and the third, of course, is things that people do with their wealth. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
those could be your biggest sources of either elevation with Allah or degradation for Allah. Like, for example, uh, we're taught that you're going to have people who throughout their lives they've done good. But on the day of judgment, they're going to see they have no good there. It's all depleted because of their tongue. And the same can possibly happen with your wealth. Maybe uh, this is a person who could have done so much charity and either they've thwarted it and so no good is left for them on the afterlife or just like you said, maybe they've spent it on other things. Yeah. And again, uh, I'm inferring that there's a possible relationship here. There isn't necessarily. Meaning we also don't want to force a relationship, but by looking at the list, we're seeing if there is something that we can gain in insight. Yeah. I'm also just now that, that we're speaking of this, I'm kind of thinking of the order that they were presented in um, and the fact that, you know, I've always heard, especially like from you uh, coming, like if you can't control your tongue, you can't control anything at all. So yeah. I'm wondering like, you know, like slander and and backbiting were mentioned first because those are the ones that, that include like controlling your tongue and what you say. Cool. Any other thoughts, reflections? I, I wonder, like, um, having mentioned, like, the, um, like, the hellfires mentioned towards the end, um, I, I found that a bit, you know, obviously, in the Quran, there's, like, Allah's mentioned in, like, a variety of different ways, but I think having, you know, having the consequences of the hellfire mentioned kind of at least when I was reading it reminded me how like everything in this life is just superficial like at the end of the day it's not important and so I I thought it was it was very at least for me interesting that you know Allah was was mentioned here as like the powerful in control of the hellfire rather than like the merciful forgiving Mm -hmm. because I I feel like I would have I would have interpreted this this surah a bit differently had it been like in Allah Ghafur Rahim. It's like, all right, like you can you can actually kind of hoard your wealth or not control your tongue in, in Allah Ghafur Rahim. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so that's yeah, I guess that's giving us an especially strong sense of how serious these things are. Yeah. And even think about the effort, the effort involved in backbiting, it's literally, you know, a one second nasty comment yeah hoarding wealth is it's like you're just putting a lock on your wealth you're not even spending it's like no effort Mm. yeah and what's scary is i think with all three of them if you do it a certain amount it be kind of you become numb to it i feel like when a person first starts like backbiting or talking bad about someone they kind of feel guilty but when a person continues to do that um, it can kind of feel like just normal. Or if like you're surrounded by people who constantly, you know, say negative things about a person, you, you will more, at least like in my experience, feel like, oh, it's okay. Like everybody says that about the, this individual. Um, 
So I think that also, you know, brings up the importance of who you surround yourself with and either, yeah, like it go, it, like the saying goes, it, it, it's either you influence them or they influence you. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So. Cool. Anything else? No, um, I think that's, that's it on my end. Uh, I know we've like discussed, you know, certain surahs have different names. Is there a reason why this is referred to as al-humaza, as in like the backbiter rather than like the slanderer? Uh, I suspect just because it's in the first ayah, mm. and it's purely speculation. As uh, as we discussed, like the the primary purpose of surah names is identification, and so so uh, when someone says surah humaza, then you mm. immediately think of this surah anyway because yeah. of the, the content. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Then, yeah, I think on my end, I, I'm all set. Okay, inshallah. So next time we will continue, inshallah. Oh, inshallah. next time we got a big surah. All right. I know. I'm excited. Okay, inshallah. <laughs> All righty. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashadu illa ilaha illa anta. Nasta firuqa wa tabi lake. I'll tell Rorty. Good work.